from the novel Kepler by John Banville. Early one summer morning when he was a boy, he had watched from the kitchen a snail crawling up the window outside. The moment came back to him now, wonderfully clear. The washed sunlight in the garden, the dew, the rosebuds on the tumble-down privy, that snail. What had possessed it to climb so high? What impossible blue vision of flight reflected in the glass? The boy had trod on snails, savoring the crack and then the soft crunch, had collected them, had raced them and traded them, but never before now had he really looked at one. Pressed in a lavish embrace upon the pane, the creature gave up its frilled, gray-green underparts to his gaze, while the head strained away from the glass, moving blindly from side to side, the horns weaving as if feeling out enormous forms in air. But what had held Johannes was its method of crawling. He would have expected some sort of awful convulsions, but instead there was a series of uniform, small, smooth waves flowing endlessly upward along its length like a visible heartbeat. The economy the heedless beauty of it baffled him. How closely after that he began to look at things. Flies and fleas, ants, beetles, that daddy longlegs feebly pawing the windowsill at twilight, its impossible thread-like limbs, the gauzy wings with fantastical maps traced on them. What were they for, these mites whose lives seemed no more than a form of clumsy dying? The world shifted and flowed. No sooner had he fixed a fragment of it than it became something else. A twig would suddenly put forth sticky, malevolent wings, and with a shove and a drugged leap, take flight. A copper and crimson leaf lying on a dappled path would turn into a butterfly, drunken, a little mad, with two staring eyes on its wings and a body the color of dried blood. His ailing eyesight increased the confusion. The limits of things became blurred, so that he was not sure where sentient life gave way to mere vegetable being. Sunflowers, with their faces pressed to the light, were they alive? And if not, what did it mean, being alive? Only the stars he knew for certain to be dead. Yet it was they, in their luminous order, that gave him his most vivid sense of life. He shook himself now like a wet dog. A huge yawn stopped him in his tracks, prizing his jaws apart until their hinges crackled, and when Regina put her head into the room she found him teetering before her with mouth agape and eyes shut tight as if he were about to burst into violent song. 